Hello, this is Vin Peterson from Politics Weekly, and today we're going to be discussing some stuff. I apologize for being out. Um, I was in North Carolina recently, and I got COVID-19, so that's why I haven't been doing it. But in terms of a few things going on, I have my dad here, and he, worked, and he we both watched the Arizona Senate debate on the, on the Republican side. Uh, what are some things you noticed? In the Republican primary debate for senator, mm-hmm. um, I don't think there's any good choices for Republicans. Um, three of the four candidates were there. Brnovich, for whatever reason, decided not to go. Yeah, to the Newsmax debate. Yeah, yeah the Newsmax debate. Um, I don't know. Masters seems a little crazy. He thinks that the, the election was stolen and wants to privatize Social Security and wants to make fun of the uh the other guy in the in the room layman i think layman yeah and then the um former commanding general of the arizona national guard um seems like the most moderate out of seems all Seems the most moderate but he also doesn't seem like he's a fan of you know any sort of progressive cause that's for sure he's not progressive by any stretch of the imagination in terms of Yep, um, my YMCA experience. Um, I went to North Carolina. I think I told you guys I flew from Phoenix to Charlotte with a group of people at the Youth and Government Conference for the YMCA. How many kids were in your conference from Arizona? Like ten to twenty or so, and we flew there and we wrote like mo- we wrote like bills and legislation, like it was like a model legislator, and we it had to go through committees and stuff. My bill didn't get through. It what was, was your bill? Is about allowing the CDC to research gun violence. They rank your proposals from your favorite to least favorite in committee. They don't vote on them. They only vote on it in general assembly. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I enjoyed it, though. I, it was nice to meet a lot of different people. I met people from as far as Oregon and Washington to Missouri to Michigan to as far as Massachusetts. Oh, that sounds exciting. Did everybody else have a good time? Yes. What was the um what was the place like? Did you guys have nice accommodations? Not really. It was decent, but it wasn't like nice by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. It's a long flight to Charlotte. Very nice. Are you gonna try to go next year? Yes. Oh good. It's a long flight to Charlotte though. <laughs> Especially on the way back because the uh pushback car for the plane. Mm-hmm. Um it, the engine failed on that car, so they had to get a new one, so we had to wait an extra hour. Oh, what a drag. It wasn't great. So I heard that Manchin dropped his support for, he was opposed to like a lot of things in Build Back Better, but I think he said he's in favor of the tax increases and the spending on climate change provisions in that bill, but now I think he drops his support for that. So he's dooming some more of President Biden's agenda? Yeah. I... I mean, he owned, I think, like, he has a coal investment, right? Yeah, I thought his son ran a coal company. Right, and, like, if they invest in, you know, renewables that could undercut the coal business, which is already being undercut Mm -hmm. because of cheap natural gas. Poor Joe Manchin and and his houseboat. Yeah, (laughs) that's interesting. So, yeah, he is dropping his support for that. Um, What will this mean for Biden in general? I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of room between now and the midterms to get some good press. He needs to get some momentum going and get the 
electorate excited to vote for candidates in the midterm. Ryan, now they're pe- now they're pessimistic. That's the thing. that's probably going to be a big challenge for him. It's motivating the base because mm-hmm. they seem pessimistic right now. Of course, Roe v. Wade could change that, and the recent mass shootings. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like the 2010 midterms when Democrats are pessimistic about Obama. Well, speaking of midterms, um, yeah, we're voting in the primary here in Maricopa County. And Dad already dropped off his ballot. And we already filled it out, and then we went to a one of the drop-off boxes. At the recorder's office. At the county recorder's office, where they, um, actually it's at the tabulation. Yeah, the tabulation center. Yeah, right, where they actually do the counting. Yes. It was an unmanned drop box. I sure hope it wasn't planted there by George Soros or something. <laughs> That's a lie, of course. Yes. Well, I do want to make sure that everybody understands that the... Elections on August 2nd. The, the, the primary ends on August 2nd. And, and you have about a week before then to mail it back. That's right. And if you do it any after that, you should either take it to your polling place or put it in a drop box. The rule is that it has to be received by 7 p.m. on the election day. Postmarks don't count in Arizona. Right. So you need to... If you want to mail it seven days before, then you've got until next Saturday, the 25th, because the election is on August 2nd. Yep. And if you have any questions, I'm sorry, Ben, if you have any questions about voting, you can go to the website, beballotready.vote. Yep. And that's for Maricopa County. Yeah. If you live in Pima County or another county, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to get a different resource. Mm-hmm. That's right. In terms of anything, um, I heard that R- Rusty Bowers, uh, the Speaker of the Arizona House, um, talked about his testimony previously. Um, Which he, testimony was that? On January 6th. Uh, okay. Rusty Bowers, he's term limited in the House, so he is actually running for the state Senate, and he's running up against a candidate who said the 2020 election was stolen former state Senator David Farnsworth of uh, Mesa. He's running against a former state senator. Mm-hmm. So, and now he's running. So this will be a real stress test for, I think, the Republican Party. I think Ward has endorsed his opponent, Farnsworth. Disgusting. Speaking of the January 6th committee, the next committee um, presentation is on Thursday in primetime. Yeah. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, And I think they're going to talk about what President then president trump was doing during the riot uh-huh i think for those three hours this will be their eighth um their eighth hearing um they've had uh the last one was about the mob and how um he knew that the, there was a crazy meeting mm-hmm. and um it just the whole white house seemed to be falling apart towards the end of the administration and then before that, they met with Cassidy Hutchinson, who talked to Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows and knew about the um, January 6th. There was something going to go down. And then when she was there with him, she heard him say to take the magnetometers away, even though the, the uh, attendees were armed. And then he incited them to go to the Capitol. Um, then before that, they were talking about the Department of Justice, even though everybody knew um the, the the president trump was asking for people to just 
say it was corrupt and let him and the Republican congressman take care of it from there. And they were going to replace the attorney general and have a mass, uh, a mass resignation. Um, before that is when they were talking about the state electors and they had Brad Raffensperger and the Arizona House, Rusty Bowers. The speaker. The speaker showed up. Um, and they described the threats that he received. That's right. That's right. And before that, they were talking about um, the vice president and all the sort of efforts they made to get him to change his uh, whatever he was doing and declare Trump the winner. Yes. And then before that, they were talking about how they were um, campaigning on the Stop the Steal, and they were sort of grifting off all the fundraising. Yes. And then before that, the first one, they were talking about the video. You know, they showed us that long video, and, and, and Rep. Cheney told us about Donald Trump's seven-part plan to, uh, to get himself installed as the, as the next president. So I'm looking forward to Thursday night. I think it's going to be very interesting to hear what they have to say. I don't know if it's going to move any votes. It's not going to move my vote. My vote was going the, the way it's going to go anyway, but it'll be interesting to hear what they have to say. I think there was a recent poll that showed that Biden would be ahead by Trump by 3% if mm-hmm. there was a rematch. Yeah. And that's and that is something that is something interesting to point out because Biden's approval rating is like 38%. Yeah, that's like Trump territory. Yeah, it's right around Trump territory, mm-hmm. but even with that, even with that case, um, it still appears that um, even though there's pessimism about the current state of the nation under Biden, that people would still do it because they were concerned about American democracy, that he'd still win the popular vote nationwide. I don't think he'd win the Electoral College because it's like down from like four and a half percent, though. Oh, really? And he won Pennsylvania by like 1.2 percent and Wisconsin by like 0.7 percent. Well, who... Um... Who's going to be Trump's vice president if he if he runs? Would it be DeSantis? I think so. What do you think? I don't know. I think it'll be his daughter. Really? Yeah. That's what I, think. I don't think it's going to be Mike Pence again. No, I don't think so. Not after the hang Mike Pence chance. Yeah, the, yeah that. Mm-hmm. For sure. That would be, yeah, after the hang Mike Pence. And I think... There was something else is that I think there's going to be we're going to have to be watching Liz Cheney's election in Wyoming for the Republican primary for a congressional seat. She's running for re-election against several candidates. She's definitely going to receive pushback. Mm -hmm. I know Adam Kinzinger said he's going to be retiring Mm -hmm. because so we're going to want to do a primary. I know that recently in South Carolina, Congressman Tom Rice lost his re-election bid after he voted to impeach Trump. Oh, I see. He actually initially voted to object to the 2020 election results. And then he changed his mind. Yeah, and voted to impeach Trump. Wow. That is interesting. The second time, I imagine. Yeah, Not so it was the second time, but, yeah. mm-hmm. but still, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. And in terms of... Anything else? I did hear that, like, for the first time in, like, 20... This isn't politics related, but this is interesting nonetheless. For the first time in, like, 20 years, the euro and dollar were, like, equal in value. That's right. I know. Everyone should book their trips to Europe. (laughs) Right now, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Get there as soon as you can before it goes back up to normal. Yeah, right. But, like, this is for the first time, like, since, like, 2002. So it's, like, never before seen moment. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yep. In terms of... Anything else? Not really. Um, 
peace out and form your own conclusions, guys. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.